Well, here we are in another episode of, of Real Amarillo Real Talk, episode three. Um, today's episode is going to be about investing. That's right. We have a special guest, Shay. Who's our special guest yep, today? We've got a special guest, Mr. Lex Graham himself, um, investor here in Amarillo, local investor. Um, my name is Shay Olson. I'm Derek Manasco. And Sam Martinez. a moment and say thank you to our premium sponsor of this episode, Graham Brothers Jewelers, the best rated jewelry store in Amarillo, Texas, and a local family owned business. Come take a journey and leave the ordinary behind as they guide you through their steeped Texas panhandle history and reveal some of the most exceptional and desirable pieces of jewelry. They want to show you craftsmanship and pride in every single piece. They take their craft seriously as it's the identity of this local family and it shows in every aspect of their work. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. What a joy and an honor it is to be here today with you guys. So. And we're excited to have you, man. Um, we're going to, the topic today, we're going to be talking about um, investing, particularly in real estate, because we're all uh, in the industry. But um, man, again, thank you. Thank you for coming on board. Um, would love to learn more about you, you know, kind of your journey, your story, and, um, and how you kind of got started in in real estate investing. Awesome. Well, again, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, my name is Lex Graham. I grew up in Amarillo. Uh, I'm a small business owner with Graham Brothers Jewelers and um, left home at uh, 18 and went to college. I was down at Texas Tech. And then that led me to a graduate gemologist program in Southern California. So I finished up my graduate program there. And then I had this great opportunity where I moved to um, the Western Valley of Colorado. I lived in Vail and Aspen for five years. And that's kind of where I was when I fell into real estate investing. I, um, I grew up wanting to be a jeweler. That's my love, my passion, you know, my, my family business. Um, but real estate investing just kind of fell into my lap in a really unlikely way. So I like to be kind of a, a candidate and a spokesperson for maybe the person that doesn't wake up every day wanting to be a full-time investor, maybe the person that just wants to learn like how to grow for their family and build legacy wealth and, and, and dreams because I'm kind of getting to do that. And so I like to root for that person. I, and I know there's fabulous people that uh, have these big portfolios and big real estate empires, uh, but I'm getting to see it from a small perspective and I'm having fun. I'm telling you, it's just been a blast so yeah. far. I love that. Uh -huh. Honestly, like that's some of the best ways because I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to your story. A lot of people are going to be able to relate to where you're at in your journey. And man, I think you can help a lot of folks, which is part of one of the, the reasons we're all sitting here today is to be able to impact other people and leave a positive influence in their life. And we're just excited to have you, man. So I'm thankful for your journey. So so you said you were you were in uh, Vail, Colorado. Oh. And then, so what brought you from Vail to Amarillo? Well, it was kind of a two-pronged approach. I think I always knew I was going to come back and buy into my family business. My dad really never believed in nepotism, so he wanted me to really be able to earn it and bring some value back to our small family business. But at the same time, my mom was living in Port Aransas, Texas, and she suffered a massive brain tumor and was in a hospital in Corpus Christi having a, a brain tumor removal, and my sister was down there. And at this same time, like after the surgery was done, a big hurricane came in and like wiped her place out in Port Aransas. She was living in, wow. uh, in a small little trailer park in Port Aransas, Texas, living a good life on the beach. And that was what prompted my brother and I to say, hey, one, we need to make our first real estate decision. We're living in a place where we couldn't afford or to attain real estate at, at, at the age and level that we were. But um, we knew our direction was headed back home. So the first real estate purchase we ever made, we gifted our mom a home eight years ago. So that was like, one, it was, I didn't even own a home at the time. And newly married, my brother was newly married. And so we, um, just about sight unseen, purchased this house for our mom, which has just been a great little asset that we've held on to. It's been in a wonderful love language to get to do for a family member. Yeah. 
And she's been in there up until last week. Her health circumstances have changed. Now she's under full-time care at a nursing facility. But the house is still as charming and as beautiful and quaint as the first day, you know, that we got to kind of put a ribbon on it and welcome her into her home. So um, it was amazing. And like I said, I fell into that. I didn't wake up one day saying, you know, man, I just I think it's about time I buy my mom a house. Right. Yeah. It, it just worked out. And I got to look up at my brother, who is my business partner and still my business partner today and just say, you know, we need to do something for mom. And he goes, well, let's just do it. I mean, so our first real estate purchased a little two bedroom, one bath house right on the outskirts of Bivens. Um, it's just been awesome. And uh, to be able to walk into that home now, now that we're gearing it up for a new tenant, just a, just the flood of memories that we made, just knowing that we were able to do something for her. Um, it just kind of fills your soul. It just kind of makes like, you know, the day to day work that you do. It's just giving you something to go draw back on. That's really meaningful. Yeah. And it's just been awesome. So that's how my journey actually started in real estate. I well, literally fell into it. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. We, uh, man, I, I, I'm keying in on a couple of things that you were talking about. Number one, that, you know, you know, your dad wanted you to fight it out and, earn this right every day, which I, I believe is the same way with, with our business in real estate. It's like, it's a grind every day. And so, and then the other thing that you're talking about is that ability to build a legacy. So first mm-hmm. tell me about what, what was it like and what do you think the keys are to winning the fight for those that are out there that are thinking about investing that maybe are struggling. They don't have a lot right now. Not, they don't have a lot of assets. They don't have a lot of capital. Tell us about the fight that you went through to get to where you're at. Um, and second of all, what what do you mean by building a legacy? So first I wanna say that my dad is my biggest hero and best friend. I mean, I, I the relationship and time that we've spent together, not as just father, son, and business owner to minority business owner, uh, but really just mentorship. I mean, he's just been incredible. And he lives his life really on, on a handful of principles, two of them which really apply to what you're saying. One is EOD, that's execute or die. That's if you're going to wake up and say you're going to do something, say you're going to work out today, that, that's going to happen. It's not, well, you know, uh, I kind of had an excuse or I kind of had a bump in the road. It's we're going to tenac- tenaciously pursue this because we've committed to it. Um, and I that. really drew a lot into that, into my business, you know, into, into the workspace with him. And the other thing is, is TAT, which is trust, accountability, transparency. So it's at all times. Like I, I wanted to give all of my, you know, have to you. I want, I want you to know exactly where you are and I want to be accountable um, because my word is my bond. So especially in the jewelry industry, which is my primary business, I mean, that's what's separating jewelers today that are going to leave a legacy and, and be in a companies that are built to last and others that are really crumbling. It's reputation, it's, it's accountability and, yeah. and, and really being trustworthy. So where that f- fell back on me with this, um, at this start with my mom is, my sister's, in, my sister's in the hospital with her. She's, you know, she's coming out of this massive brain surgery. My sister's just a hero, by the way. I mean, it's a lot easier to buy a house than to care for someone who's just had a, a massive brain operation. Right. Yeah. Um, so I give her so much credit. But, uh, you know, my mom just kept saying, you know, I need to go back home. I need to go back to Port Aransas. And my sister's like, hey, you know, there's, you know, this hurricane came. Like, it's not there. Like, your, your Beachway RV, that's where she was living. Like, it's, it's just not there anymore. So she says, what am, I gonna, what am I gonna do? And my sister said, well, the boys have a plan. You know, the, the, you know, the, your sons have, they're, we're making something happen for you. Um, so it was, a, it was a real commitment. And we got lucky in the fact that, A, it was a small house. It was, it was kind of, uh, you know, I had a partner that believed in the cause. He, you know, he shared mm-hmm. the same fight that I had that was, you know, this is our mom, this is our home, this is something that's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no excuse. There's, there's no going back. Yeah, there's no going back. Like this is a commitment that we've made. Um, so we uh, were able to cl- close quickly on the home, get her in, and we didn't actually get to come down from our Colorado to Texas venture for about six months later. So my sister took care of her and got her settled, and then we were able to come down and and, and see her in her home. So it was so great. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Um, I love that you're like. Sam was saying, you know, you're you're doing something that's that's legacy. It's doing something that has a meaningful impact to those that are closest around you. Mm-hmm. And man, I love that also your your brother and you were united on the front of the same heart, the same mindset. And 
I know whenever you go into business with people, that makes it 10 times, I don't want to say easier. It just makes everything that much more attainable. Absolutely. It makes goals in a way more attainable to reach. Mm -hmm. Like when you said having that tenacious attitude of it's not going to be an if, but it's a when, um, man, I think that transcends to, to any business, whether investing, whether small business owner, I mean, large business scale. I, I love that attitude because if you're already guessing going in, what what are you going to do whenever things get hard? What are you going right. to do when the challenges arise? If, yeah. you, if you don't have a this is it mentality, then you're going to have a, a questionable moment whether this is for you or you're going to take the easy way out. And a lot of us in business, there's not an easy way out. Mm-hmm. It's you go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've made our minds to do. So I love that you brought that point up. Um, yeah, like what Sam was saying, could you could you talk more about legacy and what that means to you? So I started my you know real estate journey based on taking care of my family, and now that's one hundred percent what's driving it. My wife and I um, had a son uh, almost two years ago, Wyatt. I hope you listen to this podcast one day and see your dad on here. Congrats! That's and awesome. when that transition was coming, you know, you're looking up saying our family's about to grow, our family dynamic is about to grow. Um, it really just kind of lit a fire under me saying, I want to be able to give my child something that they'll be able to hold on to. And I looked at real estate. I looked at a couple different asset classes and I looked at real estate knowing that, you know, there's so much growth. There's so much potential. There's so much beauty in the journey of buying a property, cleaning the property up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, renting it out that really I can teach him so many foundational uh, values about life, about ma- maintaining something, respecting something, yep. honoring a commitment, honoring a contract, you know, being a good steward financially with this vehicle. So, you know, I wake up every day now, you know, as a husband and a father wanting to be the best thing in his life because I want him to do that for his son. And I want to build this generational wealth and, and legacy because you know, my, besides my wife, my son's the biggest, best part of my life. And I get so much joy and fulfillment um, out of getting to be with him and spend time with him and be a father that I look at it and like, this is just another thing that we'll get to do together to grow, you know, as, as friends and grow as a, a parent-son relationship. And um, really, I find joy in knowing that, that the decisions I'm making today they don't just have a lasting impact for tomorrow. They have a lasting impact, you know, for my grandchildren. And I just love that. So that's been my fuel. You know, that is my driver. That's my why. And it's such a strong why. It's such a strong why. When we talk to, when I've talked to first-time home buyers, people that have never bought a home, I used to, uh, we would have this talk to them and say, you know, this is something that, um, you, you, you know, that you could have, Christmas dinners and you know this kitchen or this this dining room is something you could have your Christmas dinners and that you bring your family into that your kids bring their families into that your grandkids bring their families into so I'm hearing what you're saying and one day your son could go into one of those homes that needs a little bit of repair and say I remember fixing this with my dad you know so many years ago and so it's a great reason and it's nothing but appreciation and wealth too and many other ways than just monetary. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I love too is um, when you were talking about your legacy and, you know, it sounds like from the props you've already given them that your father was great mm-hmm. at, at teaching you and, and helping you in your journey to where you are today and loving that you're wanting to pay that forward <laughs> and more to, to your son. And so he can be able to carry that to his generation. Like I, I love that aspect because I think it's something as, as fathers, we all desire, right? Like we all desire to, raise our kids in the best way possible so that they're good stewards that can have an impact in others' lives, just like we desire to have, just like our passions are. And I think whenever I always like asking this question, I'm like, man, what are you going to do, Lex, in, in 20 years when your son has the properties or portfolios you've, you've developed for him today and you've watched him work hand-in-hand with you to be able to take those on from you when he's ready in his stage journey? And I'm like, what – like – how cool of a moment is that going to be for you? Yeah, I think my dad's really getting to experience that moment right now. You know, he's built such a, a great name for himself and a business for himself um, with our family jewelry store. And, and as we're slowly going into this transition, you know, I can only say that he still, one, he still comes to work with the same passion, joy, and drive as he did when he was my age or in 25 when he started. Uh, but now he's getting to really appreciate seeing 
this like beautiful evolution of where we've come from and what's what's going on. And I think because, you know, we kind of grew up in the industry and then, you know, really had to kind of come back and, you know, you know, really, you know, kind of start from scratch, you know, with them. And um, he's seen that we appreciate not only all the work that he, that he and my uncle have done, um, but how we've been able to add value to it. So I can only say when that time comes and and my child or hopefully children at that point come and, and, and change into this, this uh, you know, legacy title, I, I know that we uh, will have given the tools and provided the experiences where he understands that, um, you know, this isn't something to waste away, that this is a, this is a beautiful gift that uh, my wife and I have worked hard for to build, and we're still in the embassy of building our portfolio. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at this as uh, what does the future bring for my family? Because man, I wake up every day so fired up about being a husband, about being a dad. And I'll tell you, you know, you guys really missed the boat having me on here because my wife is 10 times better than me. She's, <laughs> she's incredible. So she's absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah. man, all right. I love it. Go ahead. Good. Well, I was just going to say, okay, now that we've, we've kind of est- established that, so you're ready to go out and, and uh, for, for our investors out there that are kind of looking um, they've got a little bit of cash set aside or they, 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 they're ready for that intent. What do you look for in a, a professional realtor that you want to kind of interview and, and think of taking on? You know, I really want to find somebody that aligns with the val- values, morals, and mission that's behind me. Um, and like I said, a lot of that goes back to my why. You know, I want to do this, you know, for my family. I want a long-term approach to real estate. Um, I want to be able to sit down, have a conversation with somebody that, you know, they see the bigger picture. They say, you know, I understand why you're doing this. And I understand that maybe you want, you're interested in these two homes or this package, but I want to show you something else that you're not thinking of because I'm following with what you're aligned with as well. And I want to show you something that maybe you hadn't thought of or mm-hmm. take an approach. Maybe you haven't seen, um, you know, I know that there, there are Emerald is, is we have a great audience of realtors out here. We really do. There's some really strong ones. I typically find that the best uh, alignment comes with somebody that understands why I'm wanting to do this. Not that, hey, I want to just go buy another house or or get another rental property, but why do I want to do it? What's important to me? Um, and really, what can I see the future you know, look like with this piece of property? And when that happens, I usually get pretty excited about it. So I, I just know that I gain so much more by being with a professional. You know, being with a professional that um, it's, it's their market, they understand it, they, they see a lot more of it than I do just as an investor, I can get so much added value by aligning myself, you know, with, with the right, you know, um, group where really they're doing so much work for me. You know, at the end of the day, I, I'm so proud to have had the opportunity. You know, they're thanking me, you know, for helping, you know, and I'm th- really thanking them because... You know, they've brought so much more to this transaction, you know, whether um, whether it's not just the monetary part of it, whether it's not just how to price the structure, but, you know, what's the future going to look like? And so I've looked up several times on that and just been really thankful, really thankful. I love that. I, l- I love the answer, too, because I think whenever you know a client's why and you're invested in their why, I think you can level level up and and provide them with a service they can't find anywhere else because whenever you're truly aligned like that and you have the same mission values beliefs and you're, you're kind of already in your own aspect in your own lives heading the same path or, or wanting to take that same path then when you align yourself with somebody's vision on that scale they can offer you a better level of service and care more for you than um than anyone else probably can who can't take that vision on or who isn't aligned with that vision. So I love that you brought that up to to find somebody whose why aligns with yours yeah. because I do think that you're going to get a better level of service and care than you're just going to find in in kind of your average Joe. Absolutely. So I love that. I love that you brought that on. Now, I, I know that your, your first purchase was completely situational. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you were helping a family member out, and so – that, that lent itself to certain criteria. So after you made that first purchase, what were your next few after that? Did you have like a certain buy box? Well, so we make that purchase. We work on our transition back from Colorado to Amarillo. And uh, the purchase from, for our primary home was we bought a house that was in pre-foreclosure. 
nice little home in Wolfland. It was a cute little house. We didn't do a whole lot you know, with it. One, I, I wasn't experienced. I wasn't confident enough to really go in as a, somebody to really rehab it. And then in 2019, I was training for an Ironman, so I was, I was running Wolfland quite a bit. And I kept walk, running by this dilapidated house. And when I say dilapidated, man, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Stucco was falling down. You know, the, the house was covered in weeds. It just, you know, big cracks on the outside. And I would just come back and I would tell my wife, I'm, I love this house. And we'd go drive by and she's like, you're crazy. <laughs> she's like, you're crazy. Of course I am. <laughs> and uh, I had the opportunity to speak with the owner and um, through a really qualified, talented real estate agent. And it ended up taking about eight months for us to purchase this house. So we were able to move um, from a smaller home into the home we live now. And we've done extensive remodel work to it. It just looks just looks amazing. And again, I give that credit back to my wife because she got she has such a good eye for design and color and palette and, and really making a house into a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we got settled there and then, you know, little little later found out we were pregnant, that's what then just reignited this mission to build generational wealth. So uh, I had a, I have a dear friend that I would just use as a mentor and ask him constantly, hey, sell me a rent house, find me a rent house, sell me a rent house. And I think after continually being the squeaky wheel, uh, he sold me a, a great home to really start my professional portfolio. Um, I've had the same tenants in there since we purchased the home. It's a cute little house in Bivens. And then uh, two months later, like that was going so well, we purchased another house. And same thing, we already inherited these tenants. They were great, really working out. And you know, within a year, we purchased five more. So it was kind of this snowball effect of I'm starting to really understand, you know, there's just there's a big need, you know, for um, you know, home ownership and, and, and having a place where people can rent or stay under under a roof. So, you know, as an investor, I thought that was really great. I'm you know, I'm in the, the luxury goods business, so I service wants, but this is actually a need. And we would get a home. And I got to I got to brag on Shay for a minute. You know, we would purchase a property, and we would rent it before you know the ink was dry on the purchase. So then we'd go in. And it was well, we've got three weeks to turn this house, and and most of the homes we were buying needed needed extensive work. I care so much about my tenants and about them being able to get in and not live kind of in a state of flux. That um, it, again, it was well. There's no excuse. Like. We, we promised them it'd be ready. It's going to be ready. And, um, you know, several times my wife, you know, if, if the option is something nice or something close to nice, she says, well, what would you, what would you rather live in? Well, I'd rather live in nice. Well, let's do mm-hmm. that for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of the approach that we took. But as we've been doing this, um, it's just been, just been a blessing to really, you know, turn a set of keys over with pride that, you know, um, we're, we're able to offer a really nice property for you to stay in, you know, for whatever you're going through. So it's been really, really cool. So. I love and just, that. And just to bring Shay in here on, on that conversation, because Shay is relational, very relational, obviously, you know, helping out and knowing everybody and getting the places rented out. But um, he's talking about, you know, relationships with from an investor to um, to agent. Um, so obviously that's got to be reciprocal. How important is relationships to the, for, for you as a realtor? And is there a point where it's just not working out? Is it appropriate to let that relationship go? Man, I think there's absolutely a time when it's necessary to let that relationship go. Let it lapse and say, man, that, that wasn't the right fit for me. That wasn't the right relationship that I had. I'm, I'm going to be a friend to everybody that I come in contact with and, that's never, that's never going to change for me. Um, but when it comes to business and working hand in hand with somebody and wanting to have that relationship where that's really reciprocated on both ends, I think that that's, that's the most important thing. Um, there, I mean, there's been, there's only been one time, uh, so far in my career where I felt that it was necessary that I had a conversation with a client of mine, um, and sat down and said, Hey, I, I don't feel like we're a good fit. Um, and that, that was a hard thing to do because I mean, you're, when you're not really sure hundred percent of the time where, where, or when your next paycheck's going to come, like that's food on the table for my family. But that was a conversation 
um, that I felt like I needed to have because that relationship, it wasn't reciprocated because for me as a realtor and as a professional, my goal is to help somebody because I care about people yeah. first. Um, and then everything else will just fall into place. I, I could, I mean, really could care less about the paycheck or how much, how much money I make at the end of the day. But if I have that relationship with somebody that's so long-term that I can go back and I can call somebody up and say like, Hey, I, I'm in a tough situation. I need, I need help. Or do you know somebody or whatever? I mean, whatever that case might be, um, keeping that relationship first at the, at the forefront, um, I think is definitely much more important. There's definitely a time when, when that may be necessary to kind of let that, let that close relationship lapse. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's some investors that, you know, they're just, they just want the quick flip or quick, quick buy. They're not, and and you got to understand their, their wants too. Um, they're not really interested in the, um, making the house a home for say, they just want to do that quick flip. Yeah. I think it's understanding that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's what's so different that that Lex does is that he really cares about who's going to be walking into that home, whether it's a, I know that you're kind of dive into this more, but more long-term investments Mm -hmm. uh, versus just flip properties. And that's really what you guys, you care about people first. Um, I was going to actually touch on that because it's so counterintuitive to what you get taught on YouTube Mm -hmm. or, you know, other like seasoned investors will tell you to skimp on your costs because you can be more profitable. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I love the fact that you're looking at this from the heart of the person and and them actually, and you caring about the end product for that person, because that's how I think every one of us at this table are. Like when you have a heart for service and you have a heart for people, it's not necessarily so much about profitability as it is doing the right thing, even if it's hard. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I love that you have that drive because it's it's really common in today's space to see investors not take that initiative and they're really focused on maximizing profits. And I think there's two different philosophy schools with that, right? Like I think there's going to be the the business revenue profitability aspect and generating business in, in this thing. And, and I'm not saying that you can't have heart in that. Sure. I'm, I'm just saying that it's a different approach. I just really think that... Um, in today's space with investing in, in our world, it's it's really commonplace to see the value of money over, I think, an end product or a relationship or how it has an impact on somebody. So I think it's, it's really cool to see you do that. Well, I want to speak to one thing that you said, because really to most investors, it might sound counterproductive, but to me, it was just really important. I purchased a property uh, two streets down from the home I live in. It's probably, if you looked at my small rental portfolio, it's probably one of my most beautiful, charming little cottage homes that I own. And I found out about the property um, from a good friend who's the next door neighbor. He would actually help take care of the 106-year-old woman that that had lived in this house, you know, for, you know, she was in there for 40, 50 years. And so towards the the end of her time there, um, he was going over and checking on her and and really taking care of her. And then she moved... uh, she moved out of that house into a home. She's still doing great today. In fact, I still talk to her family that I purchased the home for. Um, but his one thing he he said was, he said, Lex, you know, on the right side of my home is an Airbnb, and it's really not well kept. It's not maintained. There's a lot of uh, people coming in and out. And this is kind of as Airbnb is kind of really hitting a height, you know, in our market. You know, a lot of money's made from Airbnb. We we um, we have some that are short term rental like that. He said, I just don't want that to happen to this house. You know, I have my wife, my kid, you know, we, we just don't want that. Uh, so I looked this guy in the eye and I stuck out my hand and said, I promise you, I won't do that to this home. So we get the house, clean it up. It was our first big renovation project. It, it, it went so smooth. It was just such a fun thing to, to do. Um, and we've had a, we've had a tenant in there for over a year and it's just been great. So being able to kind of hold to your word um, in kind of a time where it just doesn't seem to mean, mean as much anymore because it's so many times, you know, your word is, um, you're not good or not valid, or you have other reasons for it. My wife and I really just looked at each other and said, you know, we would have never had this opportunity, you know, without this person, let's find a way to make it work where we're honoring kind of the commitment that we made. And it's been awesome. It's been really great. So what you're saying is integrity still exists. Though. You know what? It really does. So it's alive it, and well. It means a lot to me 
you know, when it's reciprocated both ways. And those are things that I take home and notice and, you know, laying in bed at the end of the day, you know, collecting your thoughts. I want to be that, you know, same um, voice of integrity that, you know, I'm getting from other people. So it's, it's just such a value that I care about so much. I love that. Man, 100%. Hey, let's take a little bit of a pivot. Um, if you could go back to the first one or two or three properties and give yourself one or several pieces of advice, if you can narrow it down to just a couple things, what would, what would that be? Well, I, you know, order of operations, when you, when you get into a home, you know, that you're wanting to really clean up or rehab or make, make you know, beautiful, I think that that's something I would tell you I, I probably didn't do well the first time. You know, I would have painters in and do some demo work and then they'd, they'd come back in. Um, or, you know, you, uh, you realize that the, at the end of the day that the hot water heater doesn't work. So now you're going back in and fixing those things. So order of operations was really important to me. Um, the other thing was, you know, as an investor, being able to walk away from a deal, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong or that you're angry or you didn't like it. Just sometimes it's not the right deal. So being able to walk away with from a deal, but keep an open mind. One of the best properties that we, that, that we own, uh, we walked away from the deal the first time because, um, there was some seller disclosure issues. There were some, um, some, some structural things that we noticed that, you know, we couldn't get the seller side to just to see or understand. Um, and we ended up getting a call back saying, Hey, you know, I, I, we think you're right about some of these things. Let's once you guys walk through it one more time, let's kind of come together to see if we can make something happen. And, um, let's let us know your thoughts. So when you leave the door open and the opportunity still there, you know, there's no hard feelings, there's no ill will, and you can position yourself really where there's a good sense of fairness at the end of the day where, you know, the seller and their family are, are really, you know, maybe getting what they need and, and the buyer, even on an investor standpoint, you know, I'm really able to go into something knowing just from experience that it takes, you know, work and money and, you know, and time, you know, people forget how, how valuable time is yeah. you know, to, to fix these problems. So that was really important to me. Um, and then I'll just tell you, I think the, I, th I think the first deal you do is going to be your hardest. I think there's so many unknowns. That's why leaning back on professionals, leaning back on these, this great realtor system that we have, um, you know, understanding that everything you buy, you know, at least, at least from my perspective, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's, it's a long-term, you know, uh, approach to, you know, to owning something. So it doesn't always, you know, you don't have to always make it perfect day one, but I think you should go into it with knowing that this is an asset that needs to be cared for, needs to be taken care of. And I know there's a lot of investors that really are, hey, they're, it's passive income. It's, it's a mailbox thing. And, you know, for me, that's just not my approach or my take. You know, I want to, I want to check in on my tenants. You know, I want to, you know, I want to know, hey, how is everything working out? Are you, you feel settled? Is this going good? You know, um, and I want to give them the courtesy of, hey, let me know a window of time where we can get somebody in to do some of these maintenance upgrades or do some of these things that need attended to. Um, but at the same time, I care about your schedule as well mm -hmm. because retention is, is vital. You know, I mean, if you can, if you can really establish an environment that allows you to keep um, a tenant in there for several years, you know, one, it's much more cost effective for you. You know, there's, there's not that time, you know, without a tenant, there's not the transitional periods. There's not the, you know, kind of the stress of, I need to get this thing filled. If you can just kind of continue to go above and beyond, you know, in the, in the scope of having that separation of, you know, a, a landlord and a tenant, if you can do that, people want to stay. People, yeah. people hate moving too. And <laughs> if you can provide a, a, a nice, clean, safe, you know, uh, outlet for them, I mean, retention's huge. So that was one of the things I grabbed on too quick and really just wanted to implement into my business system was, you know, how, how do I become a little more, you know, hospitable for you? How, how do I make it just, just a hair nicer yeah. than the homes, you know, down the street or across the board? Because uh, I want to earn your business. And, you know, I don't want to just throw you a set of keys and take a check every month. I, I want to kind of, 
be a little bit better in the fact of, I really want a place for you to stay. Yeah, I love that. Real quick, with that being said, would you say that there is a certain number of properties that is like a maximum for you? Because you say that you want to keep that relationship between you and your tenant or I mean, is that, is there a number in your head or do you feel like you're just going to maybe get to a point where you're like, okay, that's enough. My grandpa keeps telling me to slow down and, and he's a wise, <laughs> he's, he's very wise, but my wife and I, we continually to continually have finance meeting. We're great at being able to talk to each other, continually have like finance meetings and meetings of, you know, what are our goals and what are our dreams for, you know, for Wyatt, our son. Um, and we really hope to have two children. So I think this number that keeps coming back to my mind is 40 properties. I'd like to own 40 properties. I'd like to um, one day when it's time, maybe maybe divvy up 20 and 20. So that's I just an that. intrinsic goal that I have, a number that, you know, when I close my eyes, that's just kind of what I see and just kind of stays on my heart. So um, we're at eight right now, so we still have a long way to go. So, yeah. um, But the momentum's there, the energy's there. Um, and I'm still as excited today as I was when I started. And I hope the time that we do, you know, hit 40, I still feel that same way because uh, I believe in it. You know, it's uh, real estate can do so many things. Um, and I just love it. I so. think you, you hit on a golden nugget I want to point out to, to viewers and listeners out there is as um, a landlord and as a, a uh, businessman and entrepreneur, you're also saying that if you can make things a little bit nicer and you come at it from a hospitable heart and in that posture, then you're going to retain tenants a lot longer. Absolutely. So what I what I love is we're we're talking about this in the long term rental space, to where m- the majority of what you're hearing this and where you're hearing this from is the short term rental space. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I think you know a lot of investors who have who are wanting to start in this space, long-term buy and hold space, or who are already there, take that golden nugget away. If you don't skimp, make it a little nicer than what's around that they, that your tenants could go easily go save a few bucks on. They're going to stay with you. If it's a little, if the quality's a little better, the service is a little better. They feel more comfortable. That's going to be any of us. We would all want that. Absolutely. And I, I think the other golden nugget that I took away from this was you and your wife, are good communicators and in a way your business partners. And so what you do is you plan together for your future. I think that is another important relationship skill that people can take away from today, especially if they're beginning to invest in real estate or wanting to continue to do that as they add partners or spouses or anything like that. I think communication is, is critical. So I love that you pointed that out. Well, thank you. And yes, she's the best investment ever made. So if you, <laughs> if you think about it, just, you know, getting to share this dream with her and, um, I think it m- might have took it might have taken a little bit in the beginning for her to understand kind of what we were trying to do because there were several times we were putting more m- money into rent houses than our personal home. I mean, we mm-hmm. you know we still had some concrete floors and you know we bought a house that was in pretty rough shape. So instead of just uh, splurging on us in the forefront, we decided to choose to make that you know our home more of a marathon and really make you know what we're renting out really nice so you know the time money energy and effort really is has been nicely dispersed between you know our little portfolio and then our home and um she's she's been such a trooper on that and it hasn't been easy you know we live in a state of like flux and construction you know because our priority is well you know we've got you know this family moving in and you know we want a great first impression for them so have you had the conversation on what's going to happen if, um, if and when you um, you buy a man? It was just a mistake of a house, and it just this one isn't panning out so well. You know, we've had, you know, as realtors, we should we should know or we should be up on our game and know the big ticket items. You know what what's coming in. You know what's what the what the buyer is going to be coming into as, as a home. But sometimes you might get surprised. You know, the HVAC systems is not what it seems. That you know. So have you had that conversation of like, uh oh, this one's, this one's, a, this one was a mess up. <laughs> I think if 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 I really micro analyzed our uh, portfolio, there's one house on there that, at the end of the day, just kind of gives me a little bit of worry. Just um, just kind of based on the other homes around it, it's a solid house, beautiful home, really nice, well done, um, and I just have to keep a really a sharp eye to make sure that you know, um, the homes around it don't, 
you know, regress into a state that affects this home. So one of the things we love to do is we love to just, you know, cruise around and, and just drive by them and just talk about them and talk about our dreams. And that comes up a lot. And uh, she continually just, you know, kind of puts me at ease saying, well, you know, we really bought it right. It's a great home. And if something happened to our home, wouldn't we be proud to live there? Mm-hmm. And we would, mm-hmm. you know, we would. So I think maybe more I take on some of that stress of, you know, hey, did I jump the gun? Did I make a mistake? Is there something that we're not doing? You know, because you, you don't always know what you don't know. <laughs> but to have a, a partner who, you know, puts you back at ease and just reminds you like, hey, you're forgetting how how great this little house is and how charming it is and how, you know, how special and unique. It just kind of makes me think, well, if we do have to go down that avenue one day, it's really a, a, a much nicer house than I'm giving it credit for. So, you know, um, and we were in our 20s and, you know, we lived in ha- homes that um, I can't believe I paid the rent I paid for them for what I lived in. <laughs> right. You know, she uh, she was a Texas Tech graduate and she lived in a house in Lubbock and she'll, she'll kind of always go back to saying, you know, I mean, I would. I had frozen pipes for four days and I couldn't even get, you know, a guy to call me back. She goes, we're just not going to be those people. Like if we're going to do this professionally, we're going to care about who's in our home, you know, and, and we're going to care about what our homes look like because that's a reflection of us. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, I love it. So yes, she puts me at ease on, on days when I get nervous or stressed or, you know, or like, hang, mm, <laughs> we're going to go pay for this. Okay. Well, she goes, yeah, let's go do it. We're, we're doing it. And you, you brought up a point I was going to ask about. Um, you said that you and her go driving around, looking at homes and talking about your dreams and properties and things like that. As a beginning investor who's starting to kind of hit momentum right now, mm-hmm. how important is it for you that you invest locally where you're at as opposed to going outside of your constraints right now? What do you think the difficulties would be doing that in the early beginning versus doing it how you're doing it and doing it locally now? I know there's people that, you know, can do it and choose to do it in, in other areas, uh, regions, states, and um, I, more power to them. For me, it's, you know, we want to treat these little nest eggs like, um, you know, like little baby chicks in a way where we need to check on them and we need to be close because issues happen. You know, it's just, it's to the investor listening that, you know, it's just going to be a part of it. But if you really have a good location that you try and work out of or central you know, you can be there for your tenant. You can make sure your uh, contractors or repair um, professionals can be there and they know where your where your homes are. And, you know, I had to go help a tenant the other day um, with a, a door issue they were having. And, you know, I was able to get there in four minutes. I mean, just down the street from my office. So I think that that just was, is able to, you know, give a little bit better level of service than, you know, hey, I understand we're a thousand miles away. I've called the, a, a local, you know, lock company and they should be getting to you between the hours of nine to five. Well, it's kind of hard for you to stay locked out of your house from between the hours of nine to five. <laughs> so, you know, with, you know, with this great area that we have, and we really do, we're, we, we live in an area where real estate investing can be really fruitful and, and more importantly, really fulfilling and satisfying. Um, but just to be able to get from point A to point B very quickly it's going to help maintain the integrity of, of your homes, of your investments. It's going to help keep that relationship between uh, your tenant and, you know, uh, drive that long-term um, relationship to have with them and to keep that retention. It does so much more um, being able to be close and, and just make sure that the money and the time, energy, and effort that you've put into it is really being kept the way that uh, you see it should. So, well, And it seems to fit locally, seems to fit with your philosophy and, yeah. and also um, your heart for service mm-hmm. and caring for your home and also the tenant in it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think for you and, and most investors would agree that it's easier to do that when you're, you can drive 10 minutes to yeah. it and put your hands on it and, and be able to really truly serve those people that are in your home. So um, thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah. Um, there was one other question I had too about you're wanting to get from, so you're at eight units currently and the, the goal in your mind is, is 40 we can manage, right? Mm-hmm. What are you specifically doing to, to try to scale that? Or what does that look like for for you guys? I think there's going to be, and I don't think we're there yet, but there's going to be a driver that's going to push to multifamily. That's going to push to maybe some sort of small complex 
And when that time comes, you know, we want to be ready for it um, with the finances needed, the reserves needed, the uh, ability to put the time into it to really make them, you know, something kind of on the nicer side. Um, but I think it's going to come a lot quicker than the first one came. So, you know, that was just learning through that initial hurdle of what it takes to get one rental property. It really, it just becomes um, a little smoother the next time and a little smoother. And, you know, great relationships on the financing side really help that make that happen. Great relationships, um, you know, with realtors who, again, understand my vision, understand, you know, really what I'm dreaming of because they might see it before I ever even see it or become ready for it and be able to have that opportunity brought to me. That's what I need. You know, that, that's what I need is, you know, somebody is to say, Hey, I know you hadn't thought of this, or I know you're only focusing on single family homes right now, but this just came yeah, off market yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Here's a great triplex or, yeah. or listen, this is a 10 unit apartment complex, you know, in, um, in an area that's, that's really starting to, you know, kind of grow and, and get busy and cleaned up and nice. And I think you ought to take a look at it. So um, I love the thought of that as well. And I'm not scared of a good partnership with somebody. You know, I think if we um, really have a good upfront understanding, you know, and uh, to avoid a miscommunication down the road, you know, the ability to partner on something that's much more larger scale than maybe I'm used to or comfortable with, well, I can rely on some of your expertise and I can, I can lean into you when I have questions on how this operation works or how we, you know, understand the financial side of it. And I'll be able to just grow intrinsically and, and, and become a better version of myself because I'm leaning on professionals who really do this every day. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to put a price on that because I'm, begin, I'm becoming stronger, wiser, better because of great, solid relationships. Yeah. So that's something that I've, I've always valued too. And I know that's going to be needed to carry into the, you know, the, the, the end growth result of 40 units. So. I love that. And um, I don't want to make assumptions, but I know there's probably specific type of partners that you would work with. Yeah. What are a few things that you would look for in a partner? I love moral integrity. I love somebody that um, understands that, you know, what we're trying to do here is, you know, bigger than just the initial purchase price, just to get it in, just to slap a cheap coat of paint on it and, and, and turn a key. I want somebody that understands the future and you know, knowing that long-term growth, knowing that more resources are needed, you know, that the hard work really starts after the purchase, you know, somebody that doesn't mind getting their hands dirty um, and just knows that I'm not a quick flipper. I'm not somebody that, you know, just wants to buy it, hold it and sell it. And, and that's great because there's a lot of great talented people at that. But, you know, my, you know, my pillars kind of more stand from, I want to, I want to do something again, that's going to benefit my children and my children's children. So that's the lens I'm looking through when, you know, according somebody that, you know, maybe wants to go into a deal together. So love that. I love it. So, uh, so I think that's, you know, a conversation for our realtor friends to, you know, if we're talking to, if they're listening, you know, that one of the things that they need to kind of think about, well, for all of us is that kind of relationship building and also to kind of understand like where the market is going, you know, for, for their, for their investors. Is it in the short-term rentals? Is it in the long-term rentals? It's obviously you want to kind of be uh, invested in both and kind of spread your spread it spread it a little bit, but also location wise, where is that going? Is it is it going uh, to the to the new build sections south of town or the east of town? I think that's just a just be kind of looking at that and um, kind of look at it through that lens when I they're talking the, to their investors. I love that, and even to add to that, what Lex just said too about you know he he told us his goals of, of trying to get to forty units and he's at eight now. So obviously there's a scale there, you know, there's a growth there. And so I think as, as an agent too, being able to serve your clients in that aspect of knowing what their end goal is, knowing their why and being able to support them in that and helping them understand, okay, well, we have eight single family residences. What if we did look at a 10 plex to get you closer to mm -hmm. that, that 40 goal, if it was in the right area, the right location and 
the cash flow looked great, but also the opportunity to make it super nice for people in that area. So I love that, you know, kind of molding both of those and saying that knowing your local market, also understanding your investor's vision and who they are and their why, um, I think will go a long way. Um, Lex, do you have, man, any final thoughts of, of, of anything you want to share, anything you think could help somebody? I would just say that if you're maybe a new investor, maybe that, you know, Again, you don't wake up every day with real estate as, you know, your primary source, but you, you've thought about it. I think it's so great to explore. I'll tell you, um, this industry is so interesting in that there are so many people that want to give back, whether it's through mentorship guidance, you know, whether it's through advice, that you can, you can gain a wealth of knowledge just by speaking up, just by asking. You know, this is such a giving back community. Mm-hmm. Um that can fulfill so many needs. So if you're thinking about it, get involved. And the best thing you can do is uh, talk to a professional, talk to somebody that, you know, really understands, you know, the, the market interview, a couple realtors that seem that you think might align with your vision and just try it because, you know, there's so many great advantages from investing in real estate, you know, that, um, that you don't always get from the stock market. You don't always get from, you know, just putting money back, saving it. I mean, real estate really can help your financial resources go to work for you. And really, you can look up at the end of the day and build a legacy, whatever that dream, that vision is, you can build that and really start that process by just, you know, kind of getting out there and uh, exploring the opportunities and talking with professionals because this industry really does, you know, care about your thoughts, goals, and visions, and wants to give back to you. So we've been really blessed just by, you know, asking the questions and trying to get information because, um, you know, everybody starts somewhere. And I think the worst thing that can happen is you just, you want to start and just never choose to because maybe you you don't know how to get that initial, the initial roadblock. But I mean, the people in this area are great. You know, it's a great community. We're we're a strong economy. And um, I think we're going to continue to see the rental market play an important role um, in the future for, you know, for investors. So, yeah, I, I've been really excited about it. That's real talk. That's real talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, thank you, Lex, for, for being on. And um, we want to appreciate you for being a local investor who cares and for sharing your knowledge, for sharing your journey, for um, letting us know a little bit more about your life and your goals. And, man, just – keep making a positive impact. We really appreciate you being on and I'm sure we'll probably have you on in future episodes, but man, thank you. And, um, man, we'll see you guys in the next, uh, the next episode. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys.